times is 66 because you did the, it's the twice it's carried over right of course but let's just do it one more way so you go back to 12 so 8 plus 4 is 12 you divide that by 2 there was three movies before that that's 666 whoa i'm so, spooked <clears throat> exactly welcome to another week of ghost in the scene everybody uh, i'm your host geo with my co-host rob hi rob hey everybody i hope you're doing safe out there um it's been a rough couple of weeks and, you know, we're just checking in with you. Thank you for joining us, having us in your ear holes. Uh, it's a pleasure being here. This is a ghost-free zone. This is a safe space to feel free and friendly from ghosts. Or maybe there's some ghosts around you and you just want to hang out, uh, mm -hmm. tune out, you know, just um, put us in your ears. We're 100% we're, we're certified ghost-free. So right. good to have you with us. Uh, that's right. Just like Rob said, we are certified audio sage guaranteed to cleanse your ears of any kind of ghost interference. Um, if you have any kind of problems with that, you can go ahead and contact our street team and they can get, get to you a, a psychic medium they can contact. They'll email you your reading. They, they won't do it over the phone. Um, we have a problem with phones over here. So we're not going to get into that anymore. We have a lot of stuff to get into. This is actually kind of a very busy week for us. The summer has just begun. It's, it's 100 degrees down in Los Angeles. I'm feeling the heat. And you can smell the stink co coming from Hollywood at this time. You can smell all of the ghost stink that's coming out. Um, so, Rob, last week you saw a movie for research. Um, and it is a movie that I was talking about for a very long time. We've been talking about it. It's the Warner Brothers' final attempt, possibly final attempt, at attaining the Disney vault. You watched Ocean's 8, I believe. Um, what was it about? T tell me, tell everybody, the audience, what this movie is about, actually. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, genderqueer, uh, what you need to know about this film is that this is not a narrative film. You're, this is not all fun and games, people. This was a documentary film, a film depicting things that have actually taken place. Uh, now, it, now it's staged reenactments of, of this event. Uh, this is, you gotta have the glitz and the glam. Uh, so this was a power rockin' house, ladies and gentlemen. All right, led by Sandra Bullock. And just taking charge, the ladies are killing it. And they just waltz in right into a vault. And they take the gems. A vault? The vault, Geo. <clears throat> the vault. Guys, what Rob is saying is that the vault is real. We all knew that. We all, we all have confirmation of that. But what he's saying now is that Sandra Bullock and her team has successfully breached the Disney vault. And this is a documentary. Ocean's 8 is a documentary. So when the Oscars come around, we need to petition that they turn it into a documentary in that field. 
because if we if we get this slapstick comedy or whatever they're going to bill it as, they're they're not going to win. But the seriousness of what they are proving, the vault is real, and they were able to break in. That's amazing. So, how did they do it? Ghosts, Geo. They did it with a goddamn ghost. And I know if you haven't seen the film yet, this is a spoiler, but just remember, ladies and gentlemen, spoilers are um, a saging effect. Uh, <laughs> if the more you know about the film going into it, the less the, of an effect the ghost will have on you. So just know, try to listen to as many spoilers as you can. And this is the one in this film. They used the ghost of Mr. Amal Clooney to go into the vault, open it up, take out the jewels for them, and hand them right into their hands. Wow. So uh, we, we had talked about this a little bit before, but I just want to really quickly say there is a ghost in this movie pretty much as soon as it begins. Um, George Clooney, like you said, Mr. Amal, has somehow in, in the last Ocean's 13 movie up until Ocean's 8, he has apparently died. They they turned him into a ghost for this movie. And he helps them break into the vault. What what is George up to? Because as as far as I know, I didn't I didn't see him in the credits, but if he's a ghost in this movie, he should get a credit. He is not in the credits. That's the thing about the Hollywood geo. They never credit the ghost. It's always due. Because they are an integral part of these films, but you'll never see them there. Wow. It's completely left off the everything. It's Gio, it's what we're talking about. They keep them in the vault. They're storing them in the vault. So they're not going to let them get out. So what you need to do is use a ghost to go and get the ghosts. Wow. And you just get a ghost on your side. Exactly. And, okay, but here's, here's my thing. Um, I... I don't believe that George Clooney is stupid enough to have his character get killed off. Okay, I think he knows a, a, a good cash count when he sees it. I think he's aware of that. I think, just like how Tomb Raider heavily ripped off a lot of the information that we were putting out, a lot of the research that Mark had found and discovered, they stole that information and then tried to co-opt it and try to use it against Disney, but they failed. Now, what I believe, I believe that Ghost in the Scene, us as a, as a show, as a podcast, we are under heavy, heavy scrutiny to the point where I believe that Warner Brothers has been watching our show and they saw what happened to you, Rob. You went and your body was gone. You completely fell into the ghost dimension and you were there for a very long time. It was with a lot of help, a lot of money, and, of course, Matthew McConaughey. Of course. With all of that put together, you were able to come back. I personally, I, I, I don't know if George knows Matthew, but let's just say that he does. Let's just assume that he does. Who's to say that George Clooney isn't in the ghost zone right now, and it's all a plan, that this is all some kind of larger plan? And that the Disney vault was only a piece of the puzzle. You know? Who's to say? I think it's us, Joe. They're following us.
So we're on the cutting edge of this whole thing. I mean, I'm just as curious as you are on what they're what they're up to. And I do agree. This is a much bigger ploy. I am, as I said, you know, breaking into the vault. I mean, they really didn't truly steal the necklace from the vault. They had to lure it out. So they never really went in. It was more of a taunt, more of a, you know, a, a bait and switch. Well, they had a ghost go in the vault. So. So far, no human mortal has, has made it inside the vault. But I think what they proved is that in order to get inside, you have to be a ghost. And the genius of what George Clooney is doing is he's not getting credit in the movie, and yet he's doing all the heavy lifting as a ghost. It's, you know, this is the kind of thing where you really have to remember that Hollywood is an old, old place, and they have a lot of tricks up their sleeves. You think that they're going one way, they're zigging, but they're zagging instead. Disney, they're doing a lot of different things. They have their fingers in about every single pie since American Pie, okay? Everyone else is just trying to keep up, and so they are trying these very uh, imaginative. These are very like creative ways of, of solving uh, the competition, right, of, of figuring out how to how to defeat Disney. So what they're doing is they're using us, the the innovators, people who are on the cutting edge. Just like you said, we are we are doing science that has not been done by anybody before, unable to do because it's just so hard, just so difficult. But we do it. We do it every day. And the thing is, when George Clooney is imitating us, when when he goes after what we're doing. It is a big form of flattery. I feel very flattered. But we do have to remember that, yeah, we're putting this out to the public. So this is open to anybody and everybody. So I think we should be a little bit more cautious when it comes to our tactics, our our methods, because I, I do believe that they're using our research for the wrong, for the wrong reasons. And I, I can't sit by and let George Clooney totally like jock your style because that was what you that was your thing dude you you're the first person to ever go and come back and and he's trying to copy you and he's jocking your style and that's not cool we got we got to do a cease and assist because what what's next they're gonna start wearing glasses and protective gear too let me guess let me guess oceans eight was full of fashionable uh protective gear i'm sure they had tiaras they had dresses belts they had glasses earrings probably all blessed by the vatican wow and you know what real quick the met gala this past year the theme was catholicism that means that everything was blessed the the floor that they walked on was holy ground so this is all a slap in the face to god himself because these these are ghosts doing co covert operations under the nose of God. Disgusting. And I know some of you out there might be a little confused, wondering what we're talking about. Documentary picture. Well, get this, ladies and germs. Tell me why Disney is on the losing edge right now. They just mm -hmm. lost about a cool nearly 300 mil on their newest Star Wars story. Guys, this is Star Wars. Star Wars doesn't lose money. 
Star it makes Wars. money. Star Wars was heisted, ladies and germs. Mm-hmm. Um, a movie featuring the guy who pulls off the craziest heists gets less money than a movie that is the fourth movie. Okay, this is uh, this is supposed to be like. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, like a summer throwaway movie, right? Like an ensemble comedy, right? This is kind of like what what uh, actresses and actors love to do in the summertime because obviously you kind of have like an elevated time. You're partying. It's funny. You say jokes. It's not so serious. You get to go to a, a, a ball, a gala. And, and Star Wars, they're in like the dirty ships, they're really trying to sell this this gritty reality, right? Disney, they were working so hard that they forgot the one thing that was, like, helping them, which is the ghosts. There was no ghosts. Well, there was, but not there, – there was ghosts that was writing the scripts, not in the movies. And that's the problem is that Disney, they have all of their tentacles out and all these pies, and they're stretching their ghosts thin. They're being overworked. Everyone is being overworked at Disney. And so, of course, there's going to be people that are going to take advantage of that. And so we are witnessing a very weird slump. Like you said, Han Solo, $300 million. Goodbye. No more. Gone. Completely gone. And, and we have Ocean's 8 and the Warner Brothers to thank for bringing them down a peg. We I mean, it's really us to thank you because they're useful of our ideas. No, you're right. It is. You know what? I scratched that, and I was gonna say. I was gonna say caveat. We cannot condone anything that they're doing because they're using ghosts too. And and hashtag you know, ghosts too, everybody. Exactly, ghosts too. There is a system of abuse of ghosts that that we are not talking about. We we stopped talking about it, but guess what? It's it's still happening, and it's always been happening. And we have to free George because here's here's another point that I wanted to make. What if George is there and he doesn't want to be there? What if what if they're doing to him what they did to Beyonce when when they bit her in the face to turn her into a lion? You know, what if they're forcing George Clooney, they have him on contract, and they're telling him, you have to go to the ghost zone. And and there's nothing he can do. He's contracted. He's you know, he's an honest guy. It's a tra- it's a traumatic experience. It's nothing I'd wish on anybody. I, he he must be going through hell right now. He might be in hell. Like you, yeah, exactly. So, shout out free George, free George, because Warner Brothers has him under some contract, and uh, we don't know what what the stipulation was. We don't know what he signed on to, but we all know George. He's a fun loving guy. He probably didn't read the entire agreement, and he might have signed his soul right off. So we got to look out for him. And and Sandra and Rihanna and the whole crew, Helena Bottom Carter, which we're going to talk about a little bit in a little while. But all of these people and Beyonce and, and every all of these actors, we, we can't give them the same treatment as we give the studios. Because because they're people too. The studios, they, they have all, all of these pawns and the actors are the pawns. And so we can't treat these actors like second-class citizens. We have to accept that they might not be completely evil. They might have their families in, in, you know, in, in their heads. They, they might want to make a lot of money. 
And and who can fault them for that? It's the American dream. You but, all want to make money. Come yeah, on. Yeah, of course. But Disney is doing it in a way where they they try to make millions and millions and millions off of everything they do. And at a certain point, you're just not going to make that much money if you put out like a fucking million movies every month, you know? So so we have some some evidence of, of their slump, the Disney slump. Um, so first, let's talk about Tomb Raider and Ocean's 8, the two movies, the bookends of this saga, of the Vault saga. When the Tomb Raider came out, people watched it and, and they saw that Warner Brothers, they weren't ready. They weren't ready to break in. They tried their hardest and they failed. But it sowed the seeds of discontent throughout the world. And Disney started to get a lackluster finish to their name. And what happened on March 8th, there was a protest. Anaheim, California. This was probably around the same time that Mark was in the Disneyland Hotel Resort being held captive. And they were protesting. I mean, I just got to give it to the street team on that, too, for help riling, getting the people involved, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and if it weren't for Mark being there, there might not have, have been a protest at all. But the fact that he was there, it was just, it was the, the straw that broke the camel's back, you know? It was the final thing. They were like, you know what? You got to free Mark. You got to give us uh, higher wages. People are overworked. They're stressed out. And they're and imagine, imagine going to work. Guys, I want you another exercise. Imagine that you go to work and you sit down and you're about to enjoy your nice, nice cup of coffee. And a ghost turns your cup of coffee into an ice cube. Okay? Imagine that you're about to enjoy a nice, uh, really cold ice cream in an air-conditioned room. And then it turns into a ball of fire. This is the kind of stuff that you, you work around when you work with ghosts, with a poltergeist. And people that work for Disney don't think that they have, you know, amazing jobs. They work with ghosts. They work in the mud, in the shit. There, there's animals walking around everywhere. It's disgusting. It's, like I said, the stink from Hollywood. You can smell it from here. Um, luckily, you guys don't have smell on your podcasts because just me talking about Hollywood gives me bad breath and I don't want you guys to smell my stinky Hollywood breath whenever I talk about it I have to brush my teeth I have to gargle with with salt water so Disney had a strike March 8th they were fighting for Mark they're fighting for higher wages and for some reason the world didn't hear this this, this protest it seems like it seems like Disney buried the story because I had to look very hard for this story. It's all too clear. It's a, it's a cycles of abuse and it shows up again and again. And it all actually really reminds me of their next move. Uh, you know, they're going to be doing the Incredibles this weekend, probably right now. I hope you're listening to the show as you're watching it. As we said, mm. the only safe way to watch Films in the theaters guaranteed is to be listening to us as you're watching the movie. That's right. Um, but we're there's a bigger fish coming out, or bigger peanuts, I should say. Mm. Like just almost soon, 
almost like a like an air fish because this animal can fly with its ears. Okay, real quick, before we get into the announcement, because this actually just came out today. This is we're recording the day before this releases. Um, I just want to quickly mention who the director for this movie is. Um, it is the Mr. Helena Bonham Carter, Mr. Johnny Depp's uh, favorite director. BFF. Yes. Uh, probably his vampire friend, right? We all know who this man is. Mr. Nightmare Before Christmas, which is to, to imagine, to even come up with the sentence Nightmare and Christmas together, that's just insane. There's nothing nightmarish about Christmas at all. Tim Burton is directing this movie that we're going to be talking about. Mr. Helena Bottom Carter of Ocean's 8 fame is going to be directing Dumbo, the live-action movie. Guys, with everything in my soul, I just want to tell you right now, this movie is going to be terrible. There is going to be at least 20 ghosts, people, People that were actors that are turned into shells of animals, of, you know, there's going to be lions, there's going to be well, all kinds of stuff, L little, what do you call it, Colin Farrell's in it, Danny DeVito, Michael Keaton, all of these people are going to be turned into the worst creatures imaginable, and it's, and it's Tim Burton's idea. Obviously not crazy for him because he's, you know, he's Mr. Dark and whatever. But why are we letting him do this? Why are we letting them do this? I mean, this may be just the hubris of Disney right now in full effect. Ha ha. We have the ghosts. We're going to give them to you. And you're going to mm -hmm. take them and eat them up. Huh? Exactly. You're going to eat them all up. Well, guess what, Tim? I'm not fucking hungry, Tim. I don't want to eat any of your bullshit anymore, you fucking vampire. I'm tired. I, you know, there, there comes a time when you just got to slam your foot down and say no more CGI animal movies. And thank you for bringing that up, too. Because remember, folks, the reason why Disney uses animation is to mask all the horrible shit that they do. Mm -hmm. It is they're drawing frame for frame over actual events because they don't want you to think that they do these horrible things exactly. it's how they get away with murdering people throwing them off of steeples impalement bridges it, uh turning them into dragons and setting them on fire down caverns into the grand canyon uh i mean this isn't all... playtime exactly guys get your head out of the clouds and realize that they're bringing us closer to the live action movies because they cannot afford the animation that they used to. They're pumping them out too fast. So they had to make them live action so that they didn't have to draw over everything anymore. But back back in the day, when like, like Rob was saying, when they would make these movies, they would painstakingly paint and draw over every single live action shot so that they wouldn't show the atrocities of what they were doing. They violate the Geneva Convention every single movie they release. And yet, they get Oscars. They get... They get Tonys. They get you know famous uh, jingles and songs and commercials. They get Disneyland. Okay, Geneva Convention 
is being broken and, and the whole world is just clapping and, and, and audibly saying that this is the best thing that ever happened. I'm sorry, but the fact that they had to bring Tim Burton into the fold, it just breaks my heart because now you know where they're going. Vampires and ghosts together. I didn't think it was possible. I knew that there was a possibility when Johnny joined Pirates of the Caribbean. I figured he might convert some people to vampirism. But now that we have Tim, Tim and Johnny, it's over. You, you can go ahead and, and, and go to Bob Iger, the head of, head of Disney. He's going to have fangs in a matter of weeks. And then, and then he's going to turn everybody into animals. So we just got to watch out and really start to petition, start to get out in the streets and protest against CGI animal movies. It's just too much. Christopher Robin, everyone's trying it. Everyone's doing different versions of it. And it's all for the same reason, you know? I mean, it's all Disney, Joe. Christopher Robin, that's Disney as well. My God. It's just... They won't stop. They won't. They won't. And so John Favreau, I thought he was the one. I thought he was the one to blame because he did the Jungle Book and he did the Lion King. And I figured, oh, it's John. It's John Favreau. He's the one. Another pawn. Just another pawn. Sadly, just another piece of the puzzle. And it looks like they're bringing in the, the heavy hitters now. They're bringing in Tim. And Tim Burton... He has his own, uh, what do you call it? His own rogues gallery of actors and set piece artists and, and designers. They're going to come in there. They're going to put spider webs all over Dumbo. In fact, I want to introduce a new segment that we're going to be doing. It is called Ghost in the Trailer. Um, this is something, before we get started, I just wanted to quickly talk about trailers. So, like I was saying earlier, I was talking to Rob. We don't watch every movie. We, we don't have the time. We can't. There's too many ghosts in every movie. But there is something that I started to feel. And, and it wasn't until I started taking my holy water vitamin every day that I started to feel better. And I realized it was because I had been watching too many trailers. Now, I, I went to my psychic. And, I, and after I watched a lot of trailers, and I, and I asked. I said, psychic, I haven't seen any movies I've I've been pretty uh, pretty steadfast in, in, in my my meditations. Why do I feel so bad? They did a reading. They did a quick scan, and they told me that it was because of the trailers that I was watching. See, what I didn't realize is that every time you watch a trailer, the movie company knows that most people will watch a, a full trailer, so they pack ghosts as dense as they can. For the brief, you know, minute and 30 seconds that a trailer is, and they pack it full of ghosts. And so you get a concentrated little drop of ghosts every single time you watch a trailer. And it really makes you think, well, they play trailers before movies, don't they? And, and yeah, and you have to ask yourself, why would they do that? And it's because they, they want you to get used to the feeling of ghosts hitting you at a high velocity. And then after the trailers are over, they kind of slow it down to a slower pace. You don't even feel the ghosts anymore, you know? It's like you become desensitized after the first 
15 minutes of getting just constantly hit by ghosts. So, I mean, there's, there's studies, too, that go back years and years. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, way back in the day when the trailers were first being invented, they wanted to see how audience would react. They would have people sit in a room for, you know, hours at a time, five hours. Most people, they fell asleep. They, they got sick. They had, they had to use the bathroom mm-hmm. often, uh, much to. more often than in normal circumstances. Cool. Uh, so this is, I think this is something that uh, has been going on, Gio, and I think your intuition is correct. Um, uh, that this is clearly a way for them to just jam more ghosts, more and more and more. Exactly. And so this is why this segment is so important. The ghost in the trailer, because we can't get through every movie, but we can get to the most important trailers and flag them for ghosts because all of them are going to have ghosts, but only some of them are going to have truly evil ghosts, truly negative ghosts. Like I was saying last time, there are friendly ghosts. There are ghosts that are on our side and that are protecting us, but they're protecting us from evil ghosts. So you have to really consider that there are a lot of people, dead people that are against you. So with that in mind, let's get to this trailer. Um, so like I was saying, Dumbo, I think it's coming out 2019, 2020. So we have a little while to prepare for this. But we cannot rest on our laurels. We really have to hit it hard. Okay? If this movie comes out, we really have to make sure that Tim Burton is held accountable. So this is the trailer. Um, we're going to play it for you, and we're going to give you our live reaction. So here we go. Look at that. So it looks right like away. The glare. The From Disney. Mysterious glow. Oh my god, it's haunted. Oh. Okay, that was the just full moon. The, the perfect time for ghosts. The yeah, imagination I, of Tim Burton. The vampire. chills already. Look at that. What? The glare. See the orbs? Yeah, there's orbs. <gasps> An orb in the, in, in the hay. We're all family here. No matter how small. Whoa. There is. They can't even show the real elephant that they used. Exactly. They had to CGI the elephant. And this woman is flying. That woman was flying. You know, usually there's gravity that would pull us people down. Not uh, in this movie. Not in this movie. Clearly, she has no way to her. As if she is just an apparition. That guy was balancing a hat on his nose. Dumbo. Um, Dumbo, more like dumb movie. Wait a minute. That orb. Oh my god. Right there. There's an orb. And it, it looks like Walt fucking Disney. Guys. Wow. So there we have it. The trailer to Dumbo released today, Thursday. I have no words. I saw a woman flying. I saw a man with a ghost hat on his nose. I saw the eye of Satan. And I saw a floating orb which looked like Walt Disney. And 
you really have to ask yourself, how could we see this in just the trailer? Why are they giving so much away? And it's because they realize that people won't watch the entire movie and that they, they pick the specific ghost moments for the trailer. So there you have it, guys. This is something that we have to look forward to, to protesting. Look forward to the day when this comes out because you will know that we will be out there, our hands chained. Every, every multiplex in America is going to have the street team out there telling people, urging people to see another movie because we can't give vampires money. We can no longer finance the movies of vampires. That's Johnny. That's Tim. We're going to find the rest out when it comes time, when, when we do our Vampire Hunter season. Until then, until we get full Vampire Hunter, Dog the Bounty Hunter style, we're just going to have to start calling them out and figuring out who these people are because we can't give them our money anymore. So that was Dumbo. And that was Disney trying their hardest to kind of get back because obviously we know that Dumbo was another movie. It's an old movie, right? And the atrocities that they showed in the original movie were so graphic. I also didn't even mention Colin Farrell has one arm. I don't know if you saw that. He only has one arm. What happened? What, what is this name doing to people? What? Why would they chop off Colin Farrell's arm for this movie, for this role? Tim. Just for a film, for fun. Dude, Tim. What? Come on. Colin needs his arm, bro. Like... Just because you're a vampire, you think that people are expendable. I don't care who you think you are. Colin Farrell, he deserves to have two arms. I don't care where he is on the political spectrum. I don't care where what he thinks about anything. I just believe that every every person that has two arms should keep them. That's not a that's not a divisive statement. I don't I don't think. Hopefully, I'm not making anybody angry, but I don't think that Tim Burton should have the right to steal his arm. It's not fair. And if you think about it, that's what George Lucas did with Luke Skywalker, with Mark Hamill. He stole his hand. That's it's Star Wars. That's Disney. You know? This is the ghost yeah. machine. It's their, and their fetishes. You know and what happens? You know what happens after you cut off someone's limb is that you get phantom limb. A ghost limb. Holy and they're, so they're just making shit. part people, part ghost. Hybrids. Ghost hybrids. That just means all that, to all to mark them to be a part of their collective, you know, gang of uh, different sort of supernatural creatures. And if you think about it, if you become a, a ghost human hybrid, if you procreate after that, you'll have half or a quarter ghost in your children. So we really have to start looking at Colin Farrell's children, Mark Hamill's children, and see if they have a little bit of ghost in them. And and here's and he, he, I I want to preface this by saying, it might not be a bad thing, okay? I I believe I might have a little bit of ghost in me. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but when I was in the womb, my twin died, or I absorbed them. So I could very well have a little ghost in me, and it might have helped me throughout this whole time. So. The fact that Colin Farrell's kids might they might be immune to to the Hollywood machine, like Colin wasn't able to to be immune to. He 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 just didn't have the immunities, so they they took his arm. 
we we can't let this happen to any other actor out there, any other actress. They already bit Beyonce on the face. This is supposed to be our Queen Bay, and we let them attack her. We let them do whatever they wanted, and we didn't stop them. And also, we let them do it to George Clooney, okay? And I like George Clooney, and I like Sandra Bullock. And they were in Gravity together, so it's like they would have made a perfect duo in this movie, and yet they had to kill him. They had to make him a ghost because it fit their needs. So we, we're going to have to just start saying no to some things, Rob. And it starts with us because they're going to copy everything we do. It just seems like they're just copying us now. And hashtag saying it a ghost, everyone. You know, yes. put it out there. Put the word out there. You know, the way to also bring them down, spoilers are key. So if they're just doing everything that we do and we put it out there first – because that's what we're doing. If you spread that word, mm-hmm. it's not going to be long to everyone who shows up to the theater and says, guys, this is Ghost in the Scene. Why are we watching this film? Mm-hmm. Why are we watching all these ghosts? This is just Ghost in the Scene. So we should just go back and keep on listening to Ghost in the Scene. And we thank you for that. And we would, you know, spread the word, hashtag say no to ghosts, as we said. That's right. Hashtag say no to ghosts. Hashtag ghosts too. Yes. And of course, always remember... That Disney, as much as they are a kids like friendly place, they're doing it from a position of power. They're condescending. They they feed kids ghosts on a steady stream to the time that when we're older, we're addicted. This is gonna be what I um our, our next subject for our next episode, the Disney addiction. Mm-hmm. Guys, so I want you to uh Email us your personal stories, your Disney addictions, people that you know that are just addicted to Disney. And we are going to prove case by case that it is not Disney that they are addicted to. It is ghosts. Okay? That Big Pharma has nothing on Big Disney. So we're, I'm going to save that as a, as a little spoiler for next week, what we're going to be talking about. Get ready. Um, but of course, as always, stay in the scene, guys. Keep your eyes on the screen. You know, wear protection. Be protected. Mm-hmm. Condoms. You know, um, the they have uh, diva cups or whatever, whatever kind of uh, vaginal condoms. Whatever works for you guys. Just just be safe. You do you. You are beautiful, just the way you are. Thank mm-hmm. you for being a part of this community. Uh, we're gonna be looking forward to seeing you out there on the streets. That's right. Um, make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. Give us five stars. Send us a review. Follow us on Twitter at Ghost in the Scene, on Instagram at Ghost in the Meme with an underscore in between all of those. On Facebook, if you want, we got videos, we got commentary. We're all over the place, guys. So, of course, until next week, take care.